Connecting to cloud server. Okay, cool. So I think that we're recording now. Alrighty. <laughs> um, so before the class screen, do you want to give some updates? You can go ahead and start the um, yeah. stream. Do Grudev hear me? Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I don't have much of an update. I think, um, is today I'm supposed to talk about Gopal Bhatta or was mm -hmm. wrong? Is mm -hmm. this Appearance Day or Appearance Day? Um, appearance Day. Yeah. It's appearance. So, yes. Gopal Bhatta Goswami, he died. Jai. Um, let me just talk about the, the subject. It's an interesting subject, of course. And... Um, We'll see if there's time for questions afterwards. But um, um, we find um, very little information about Gopal Bhatta Goswami and Chaitanya Charitamrita, and that's significant in that um, it's thought that um, he gave his blessings to Krishna's Kaviraj terms of writing the book as others did, but um, he gave his with a caveat that, um, that um, he would bless the, um, the effort if he wasn't mentioned in the book. Um, so the idea there of course, is that um, he um, was very humble and um, um, as a result, I think his name is mentioned once, but there's no, no information about it. Of course, information is available from other sources, and um, he happens to be have a very colorful kind of Gaudiya history as Sanatan Goswami and Raghunathas Goswami uh, do. And um, so there's a fair amount that could be um, said uh, about him. But it's interesting uh, to note his humility, given his pedigree uh, at the same time. Um, that means to say that he hailed from a very prestigious South Indian uh, Brahmin family, which would have been very prestigious, I should say, in the, in the Hindu social religious community at the time, <clears throat> compared to, for example, Rupan Sanatan, who had been more or less ostracized from the community, uh, having been engaged in the service of the uh, uh, Muslim government and so forth. Um, and Jiva, their nephew by, by extension, is also implicated in that. Um, and Daskoswami, Raghunathas Goswami was from a Kayasta family, not a Brahmin family. We do find Raghunath Bhatta Goswami from a Brahmin family in the North. But some things are written about him by Krishna Skaviraj Goswami. Um, his story is, is not as colorful, I would say, as, uh, as uh, Gopal Bhatta Goswami's. But at any rate, um, the uh, Goswami Gopal Bhatta had it, hailed from a very prestigious background, and he would have been looked at by the social religious community as a very high class. Uh, person as a person who uh, who was in a position to convey spiritual knowledge, 
be a guru, give diksha in, in, in ways that the other um, Goswamis were, were not, were not to the same extent, I guess you could say in the case of Raghunath Bhatta Goswami. Um, and so it's, uh, it's interesting to see that, that contrast between his humility and the prestigious position um, that, he, that he held. Um, relatively speaking, again, in the eyes of the, the uh, social religious Hindu community of the, of the time. Um, and it should be pointed out, I think, that, that because of his social position, he was pushed into the uh, forefront amongst the founding Acharyas in, in terms of giving diksha, giving initiation. So obviously any of them were more than qualified, but for relative considerations in terms of the, the, the climate, the social and religious climate of the time, uh, strategically speaking, I suppose you, suppose you could say in the context of forming a, a sampradaya, which is no easy task, Gopal Bhatta Goswami was in a better position to take that role. So he became the principal initiator. We know that at most Rupa Goswami's disciple was only uh, one in, in that case of his nephew, Jiva Goswami. We don't have any record of Sanatana Goswami initiating and um, so forth. Although it appears that Raghunath Das Goswami did, Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami identifies himself as his disciple. Nonetheless, over and above some exceptions or minor differences, Gopal Bhatta Goswami, for I would say reasons of his pedigree, as that was perceived by the community at large at that time, put him in a better position from a strategical point of view to be the official initiator. It, 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 it was less, less um, risky of a um, position going forward to take in terms of what objections might arise you know, to the Sampradaya. Um, so a preaching strategy, it would seem. And um, of course, there's a beautiful anecdote as to Mahaprabhu's, um, I would say, confirmation of that strategy, whether it was, I don't think it was mandated by him, but I think he implied through anecdote that I will um, relate going forward, um, um, that, he, that that was a wise position, that he supported that position, a position I think that was taken in Mridhava by Rupa and, 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 and Sanatan Goswamis, who were the leaders of the uh, six Goswamis, who really are the founding Acharyas of the Sampradaya. <clears throat> so now the story goes, of course, that um, the history goes that, uh, that uh, Gopal Bhatta Goswami hailed from South India and he was a, the son of Venkatabhatta and his wife who were in a very prestigious position in the Ramanuja Sampradaya. I think that they were um, 
Gopa but uh, the Venkata Bhatta was uh, akin to um, the uh, head priest in, in, in Sri Rangam, the capital of the Ramanuja Sampradaya, very prestigious, well-established for quite some time, um, Vaishnav Sampradaya. Um, Mahaprabhu visited there, of course, traveling in South India as he did after coming to Puri. Um, shortly thereafter, he went on a um, uh, a uh, kind of a preaching outing, if you will, to uh, to South India, and for four months during the rainy season on that two-year tour, he spent um, he he stayed at was hosted, I should say, by Venkatabhatu, who must have been very impressed by the young uh, Sri Krishna Chaitanya who had only recently taken sannyas at the age of 24. Um, and the, uh, there's some beautiful anecdotes that arise out of that um, period related in Chaitanya Charitamrita and other texts. But, and I'll come to those, we're going forward from that, the visit of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu um, to uh, Shirangam and the hosting of Venkatapata and so forth has been commemorated by the Sampradaya, Ramanuja Sampradaya itself. Hmm. So besides evidence from the Gaudiya Sampradaya of this relationship, it would seem that uh, the, the Ramanuja Sampradaya recorded it or recognized it as well. And they, they um, um, evidence of that is, of course, that a, a um, something was done to uh, remember that event. I believe, I, I, I haven't been there myself, I've been so fortunate, but I believe there is a, a, a deity of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu like standing at the Garuda Stamba as he would in Jagannath Puri, uh, having a darshan of, of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to commemorate his visit there, his, his, his stay there. Um, there's an interesting relationship that comes to mind. Um, having said that, um, when we think of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Jagannath Puri, and the fact that Ramanuja had been commissioned by Vishnu to travel throughout India, Ramanujacharya, and update, improve, uh, systematize to some extent the Vaishnav rituals um, and procedures involved in Archan hmm, at various Vaishnav centers and temples throughout India. But when he came to Jagannath Puri, the story goes that uh, there are a lot of irregularities, if you will, in the worship there. Um, and seeking to update them with a Vaidhi Marg uh, conception of Vaishnavism that, of course, Ramanuja was steeped in, he woke up in the morning and found himself at a distant place, hmm. somehow or other. 
that Jagannath had thrown him out of Jagannath Puri and said, you know, how it's going on here, we're going to just leave it as it is. Um, <laughs> and um, of course, Jagannath is a very special deity for Gaudiya Sampradaya. And um, there's another instance in this regard of even one of Mahaprabhu's own associates seeking to um, uh, none other than um, um, you know, what is his name? Famous uh, associate of Mahaprabhu, elderly. Um, Pundarik Vijanidhi. Yeah, Pundarik, Pundarik, thank you. Pundarik Vijanidhi um, sought to change the uh, uh, standard in, in, in terms of something that he had observed and he was awakened in the evening with us, having been beaten up in his dream by Jagannath and Baladev, who told him, you know, this remains as it is. So it's a special uh, uh, place. And um, of course, Mahaprabhu looking at Jagannath Puri, saw him bearing a flute and uh, looking at Jagannath, I should say, saw him bearing a flute and um, uh, playing a flute and bearing a peacock, but his eyes wide open you could say, looking everywhere for the Radha that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was, uh, who, whose shoes, whose bhava uh, Mahaprabhu was trying to step into and did so successfully in Jagannath Puri. So anyway, the, the, there's, a, there's a murti or uh, a statue of him, as I understand it, at the Guru Stamba, looking at Jagannath in the Sri Rangam, courtyard or somewhere they're commemorating his visit there so it was uh, it was profound and um, had a profound effect on on the parents of Gopal Bhatta Goswami as well as upon his initiating guru who was the uh, brother of Venkantapata Prabodhananda uh, Saraswati there's some controversy about Prabodhananda Saraswati who he is where he hails from uh, and so on and so forth. But I think that um, that uh, story or that question, historical question is really resolved by the uh, position taken by the Radharaman temple, who are the followers, Diksha followers of uh, Gopal Bhatta Goswami in particular, cared for his deity, Radharaman, um, wherein there, I should say, they um, uh, accept that Gopal Bhatta Goswami was initiated by Prabodhananda Saraswati and acknowledged him as a Vaishnava from the South and the brother of Benkata and so on and so forth. So while there, at any rate, as I say, there are some very interesting um, philosophically insightful anecdotes that um, brought about um, the conversion of Venkata Bhatta and his wife, Prabodhananda Saraswati, and the young uh, Gopal Bhatta was, of course, a witness to that, and as a result, a desire to become a follower of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Gaudiya Vaishnavism. But uh, uh, Gopal was born probably in around 1500, or some say 1503, I believe, which would make him about 15, 17, uh, so years older than Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Mahaprabhu was there as a 24 or 25-year-old um, young man, Sanyasin, 
which um, um, would have put what Gopal Bhatt at about, well, quite uh, an adolescent, not an adolescent, but, but a, uh, in his Poganda, in boyhood. Um, and so you can imagine how, with what wide eyes he observed the uh, um, discourse and the, rea and the re reaction to that um, discourse that was initiated by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who, uh, in summary, asked the learned scholar Venkata um, uh, why it was that, La that Lakshmi, who is characterized as being um, supremely chaste to Narayan, desired to have a rendezvous with Krishna. Does that not bring her chastity into question? And Venkata answered nicely by saying that the two are one in tattva, hmm? Krishna and Narayan. So there is no uh, question of any deviation on the part of, of, of Lakshmi with regard to her chastity. Of course, Mahaprabhu knew this and his first question was uh, really a stepping stone to his second question that really bewildered Venkata Bhatta um, and caused, caused his, uh, um, was critical, I should say, to bringing about his, his uh, conversion. Hmm. Mahaprabhu forwarded this question in the second one, which, which I'll get to, with, with a kind of a, um, kind of in jest, I mean, to say, isn't, how can Lakshmi be chaste if she's, uh, you know, married to Narayan, but she's running off with Krishna? wants to run off with Krishna. Um, it's kind of lighthearted in a sense, but Benkata, I think, took it, took it seriously and, and gave a philosophical, theological uh, answer. Uh, uh, Vaishnav Siddhanta, again, the two are one, uh, different expressions of the same, same person. Um, but uh, the, 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 the kind of humor of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu leading to his second question, is an example of how he brought about some very ex significant uh, conversions. Um, by joking, he converted Venkata, but by silence, really, he converted or created a, a teachable moment in the life of Sarvabhama Bhattacharya, which resulted in his conversion. By his humility, he converted Prabodhananda Saraswati, he was light on um, preaching in comparison, we should say, to the weight of his example. Hmm? So he mostly converted uh, by his example. And um, through silence, through humility, through joking, he created these teachable moments in these three instances that were significant, uh, constituted or amounted to significant conversions. Um, in the subcontinent, you know, the landscape there. These were big people, um, and there were others as well. Um, so uh, this is just an aside. Mahaprabhu's preaching was, was asked last week in this, this question and answer session last Sunday by a young man how to preach, and I emphasized the, the importance of um, doing so by one's example. And this was very much the case with uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So, um, 
with humor, um, he was cited a question uh, and then given a good answer to which he then replied, how is it then, why is it then, if, Ra, if Narayan and, and Krishna are one and there's no um, fault on the part of Lakshmi desiring to um, associate romantically with Krishna, why is it that she was unable to? The question, why is she not able to, uh, which Venkata couldn't answer, that caused a, a con- really, a, that, that was a conversion moment for him. He's, he really came to the conclusion that only someone that could ask the question would know the answer. Mahaprabhu knew the answer because he came to give a method by which one could attain that status, hmm? to enter into Goloka. Hmm? to um, participate in the romantic life of, of Krishna. And there, there's a specific method to that that is not part of the method or the approach to transcendence found within Ramanuja Sampradaya. And this was central, of course, to the, to the new and formative Sampradaya still to be formed at that date had not been formed. Mahaprabhu was now finding, uh, in, in stopping there and, and staying there for four months, he's finding a very significant person in, 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 in Gopal Bhattu Goswami, the, the, the future Gopal Bhattu Goswami, who will be the principal initiating guru of his Sampradaya, that, uh, who, who, who's sampradaya, whose method to its madness, of course, is a particular um, type of bhakti that we call raga bhakti. Hmm? Uh, Lakshmi, of course, could not attain her desire to participate in the Rasalila with Krishna because she did not approach through raga bhakti, which was something that, that was counter to her very trans- uh, psychological, trans-emotional makeup, her staibhav, hmm? um, in which she's, she's uh, loves Narayan with an element of awe and reverence that is uh, absent in the ragbhakti of of Braj and uh, uh, and amongst the uh, the gopis in particular. Hmm? So there's a, uh, there's a method and Mahaprabhu came to give that method. So now he could come out with what that method was about to one extent or another. And um, as a result, bring about the conversion of Venkata Bhatta and his wife and Prabodhananda Saraswati, the brother of Venkata Bhatta. And again, and you can just imagine, inspire um, the young Gopal Bhatta Goswami, whom he then who, who wanted to follow Mahaprabhu, Mahaprabhu I, I, I believe, pushed him towards Prabodhananda Saraswati for initiation and um, told him to take care of his parents until the time presented itself that uh, that was, uh, had been, they had been sufficiently cared for and then meet him in Vrindavan. So Mahaprabhu was, is, this is another significant reason um, for his tour of South India to meet um, Ramananda Roy. That was obviously very significant. This is, and bring him into the fold, send him Jagannath Puri, 
um, where he would, in the end, the Auntie Leela play such a significant role um, in assisting Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to entering into the Bab of Radha. Um, and this is another significant event to uh, pick up Gopal Bhatta Goswami, send him to Vrindavan, where he would play such a significant role as the principal Diksha Guru of the Sampradaya. Um, and um, he told Prabodhananda Saraswati that he would you know, meet him there again. Hmm. By this, at this point, of course, he had not yet um, uh, sent Rup and Sanatan there, commissioned them, empowered them with a mission to establish the places of Leela in Vrindavan to write books and uh, um, set an example of Vaishnava um, achar behavior and so forth. Um, um, but it, you know, you could say it, 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 it seems to have been in, in the omniscient, within the omniscience of the Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Here he's picking out a significant player, sending him there, then he'll send groups and not them. And so, of course, Gopal Bhatta arrived later because he was also asked to take care of his parents for some time. So Rupsanathan uh, already uh, went to Vrindavan ahead of him and were waiting there, of course, for him to come. And upon his arrival there, of course, he was waiting for Mahaprabhu to come to have his darshan um, again, something that uh, ostensibly did not occur, but um, occurred uh, nonetheless, um, indirectly, by way of uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu sending to Vrindavan for Gopal Bhatta his, um, his seat, a wooden uh, asan. Um, maybe that was uh, from where, uh, I'm not sure. But this, I think it's shoes, a pair of his shoes, and perhaps um, chatter or a piece of his dhoti. I have a piece of that, um, which is kept on the altar there at the, at the Radharaman Temple. So um, this was one aspect of um, Mahaprabhu's support, if you will, indirectly, the, if you look between the lines, so to speak, for the position of Gopal Bhatta, um, Mahaprabhu is the founder of his own sampradaya and he's giving a seat to Gopal Bhatta Goswami in uh, shoes. So it's some support for the idea that he should sit on the seat, be the Diksha Guru. Um, and, and then, of course, um, Mahaprabhu is thought, uh, by extension, you could say he, he came there through the paraphernalia that he sent, that he's non-different from. But um, even more so, of course, in the story of the manifesting of Radharaman, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu did fulfill his um, promise to uh, Gopal Bhatta that I'll, I'll see you later, I'll see, we'll meet again in Vrindavan. So we had to come to that um, significant event in the life of Gopal Bhatta Goswami, in the life of all of Vrindavan and all of Gaudiya Vaishnavas. I was thinking about this the other day 
in light of the fact that we would have this discussion and um, in relation to other uh, topics that have recently come up, um, in particular, the, the um, discussion about Krishna and the Indian culture in which he appears and and to what extent uh, it's sometimes asked, you know, that has to be preserved and uh, isn't he universal? God could eat pizza, he doesn't have to eat pakoras and so on and so forth. That, you know, where, where to, how far to take that in, in, in one direction towards, you know, the present culture and universalize um, Krishna. Um, that's a very, of course, interesting discussion. My own, just as an aside, I haven't brought that up. My own personal opinion is that the more that you, you universalize, there, the two aspects, as I said the other other week when this question was brought up, um, there's the breadth of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's mission and there's the, the, there's the depth of it. Um, and the more you go towards the breadth, the more the uh, particulars and specificity of Krishna and his leela uh, fade out of the picture. Um, religiously speaking, or in terms of spiritual conception, of course, the broadest conception of the absolute is, is undifferentiated Nirvisesh Brahman. Hmm? This is also God. Hmm? And um, many people like to think that uh, cultural differences amongst different religious sects all are relative and disappear as one enters into the absolute, which is undifferentiated and not carrying with it any cultural baggage from the material world. So that's the most kind of universal uh, conception. Um, um, and then you have Invaiti Bhakti, you have of course Narayan, there's some specifics there, but he has unlimited appearances. His avatars are asankhya, uncountable. So unlimited faces makes him less specific. So you could argue for any, any, particular, any particular face or no face. Sometimes the Christians say God has no face. Uh, less specific. Um, Narayan is less specific in this, this sense and other senses, which makes his worship less, less intimate and less a full expression of all we know to be love. For example, there's no friendly love with Narayan. There's no um, parental love with Narayan. There's no gopi bhav with Narayan, but this we find in Krishna. So he's, he, the conception is becoming more specific and the possibility of loving is becoming more, um, um, coming more into, into the picture um, as well. So uh, anyway, Krishna appears in the world, the Prakat Leela. Um, some may question what he's like, what he, how he actually appeared. But I was thinking about that and kind of chuckled, thinking, well, Radharaman appeared hmm? <laughs> in the world, that's for sure, um, out of uh, an apricot, unmanifest position. He became manifest. I, of course, I have to tell the story. And um, um, and it's very, he's very specific how he looks. 
Hmm? Even has teeth, Radharman. Hmm? Uh, of course, I should go ahead and, and tell the story. Um, uh, and, it, and I believe that um, in a dream, Gopabhata had visitation from Mahapu, told him to the Gandaki, to go to, to, go, to, go to Nepal, to the Gandaki. And um, um, so he, he went. And um, I think he made some dis- couple of disciples there, brought back with him. And um, that place is famous for the Shalagram Shilas. And when he put his loda in the, into the Gandaki to, for bathing water, brought it out, there were, I think, 12 Shilas. So he, he thought, well, who am I to worship the Shilas? So he put them back in the water. He put, dipped the loda again, and they came again. That's the story. So he was convinced by that that they were meant to be taken with him. So he put them in a cloth and tied it in a knot and returned to Vrindavan with the Shilas and, and proceeded to uh, um, make their worship part of his daily um, sadhana, daily routine. And um, at some point, a, a fairly wealthy merchant in Vaishnav um, expressing regard for Gopal Bhatta Goswami uh, gave him some paraphernalia for worshiping the Shilas that um, constituted a, a nice gift, but didn't work that well uh, for for a Shila to have a, d- a dress and a, and a, and a, and all that would work better for a, man, a, a deity. By this time, Rup Sanatan they had their deities of Gavindaji, Madan Mohan were being worshipped and so forth. And the Oval Buddha only had the, the Shilas that didn't lend themselves in the same way to decorating and dressing and, uh, and so forth. But the merchant uh, asked, please accept the offering nonetheless. And so he accepted the offering of the, of the, of the items. And um, then uh, during the Shinga Chatur, they say, um, the celebration day, uh, commemoration of the Leela of uh, Narasimha's self-manifesting out of a stone pillar. Hmm? Um, Gopal Bhatta Goswami was meditating on the, or contemplating the, the measure of the devotion of Prahlad, hmm? that um, uh, despite uh, adversity, he, uh, remained faithful, committed, and absorbed in his deity to the point that the deity appeared out of a stone pillar hmm, in a way that had never been seen before and made a remedy to the, to the uh, problems that he faced and, uh, and, 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 and more. And so with this in mind, it's very interesting uh, that, of course, another role of Bhagavan Narasimha in in Gaudiya Vaishnavism, um, this uh, thought of Prahlad's character, Prahlad's devotion, um, overwhelming on that day of Nishingadev's appearance, the mind of Gopal Bhatta gave rise to, of course, one of the Shilas manifesting. Uh, out of the stone of the Shila manifesting as the deity of Radharaman. So the story goes, because when he woke up in the morning to take the deities to, to bathe uh, in the Jamuna, um, he found that only 11 Shilas and 
a deity, maybe about so high, of who became who, who known as the famous Rod Raman. I think that the part of the shield is on his hip and maybe part on the, sh on the shoulder that he manifested out of. And he's a very beautiful, uh, exotic deity. It's said that, of course, that amongst the three principal deities of Vrindavan, Modan Mohan, Govindaji, and Gopinath, who represent Sambandha, Abhideya, and Prayojana, it's thought that the grandfather of Krishna, Bajranath, um, who had personal experience of Krishna, was later, after the disappearance of Krishna, asked by um, the priests who were having deities of Krishna um, made to weigh in on how well the craftsmen had been able to capture um, what Krishna you know, looked like in, in, in stone. And um, he replied that the modern Mohan was, was perfect up to the waist. And so another deity was crafted and that's Govindaji. And then he replied, oh, perfect up to the neck. So the torso was perfect. And then Gopinath was, uh, was, um, was carved. And he said, oh, and his head, smiling face is perfect. So he put the three together. Samana is the legs that we stand on, uh, the, the foundational conceptual orientation. What is what? Is what, what is Godi Vaishnavism? Who is God? Who are your Shaktis? How they relate? And so on and so forth. The torso represents, of course, the arms of execution, which is bhakti itself and the smiling face, the prayojan, the goal. Hmm. Um, so... Um, these are the th three principal deities of Vrindavan, uh, acknowledged by Krishna's Kaviraj and Chaitanya Charitamrita. But then there's Radharaman who came afterwards, and he's, he 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 said to uh, embody the legs of 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 Madan Mohan, Mohan, the the torso uh, of uh, and arms uh, of the midsection of uh, Gopinath uh, Govindji and the smiling face. Gopinath, all in one, very special deity, hmm? and self-manifest. You can imagine what 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 a, what a um, event that was for everyone um, in Vrindavan, and uh, of course, it drew uh, patronage from um, wealthy um, royalty who built the famous temple of Radharaman, and um, amongst all of the deities that I've I've mentioned, kind of original deities of the Gaudiya, uh, became of deities of the Gaudiya Sampradaya, Madan Mohan and uh, others were crafted before Sanatana and Rupa Goswami came to Vrindavan. But at any rate, these principal deities, uh, all due to um, Muslim in invasion, um, which involved desecrating temples and deities were moved out of Vrindavan. Somehow, I forget the story, but somehow Radharaman remained safe. Of course, he's quite a bit smaller, so it would be easy to, to conceal him and has never left uh, Vrindavan. He was worshipped by the Radharaman Goswami families, Brahmin families, of course, is, um, is famous in Vrindavan. Prabhupada at one point advised us to seek out the, uh, the um, Brahmins of uh, 
Pujaris, uh, uh, families who worship uh, Radharaman. They do it, different families worship for a month, then another, then another, something like that. They rotate forever. Um, seek them out for advice on deity worship. Something that, you know, Prabhupada started and wanted it to develop to a um, higher degree of um, of devotion of archan as it is prescribed in the in the sacred texts so um they're quite uh, famous there for their deity worship there there's been a, a a ritual fire that i think was started with the opening of the temple that's been burning for over 450 years it's always always burning there it's a very high uh, standard of worship and a very extraordinary deity and the deity is given the name Radha Raman and one of the reasons is because he's thought to be both Radha and Raman together which is of course Chaitanya Mahaprabhu so Chaitanya Mahaprabhu appeared and again gave darshan to Gopal Bhatta as he said he would in Vrindavan in the form of Radha Raman hmm. um, there is a, a maybe a, a silver crown gold plate kept next to Radha Raman for Radha, but she didn't appear along with him, but we know she's there, so to speak. They didn't, so they didn't take another deity and put it, put it, put, put her there. Um, but, um, but in the form of Radha Raman, at any rate, it's thought that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu again appeared in, and gave it to, to Gopal Bhatta and gave him his, his darshan, as he said, he would. Um, so, uh, and, and again, it's a very, he's a very, very special deity. Again, he has teeth. <laughs> I've never seen a deity with teeth. If you look real closely at some of the photos that have been taken, you can, you can see his, his, his teeth. Um, so a self-manifest deity. So from, again, from the uppercut, he manifests in the prakat. So the prakat leela is, a little difficult to deal with, uh, given our cultural times and and our present way in modern society of determining history and time, and so on and so forth. Um, uh, but uh, here's an example from the unmanifest. He became manifest, and he has a beautiful tribhangalalita, very beautiful, charming, threefold bending form and smiling. Hmm? smiling um, for any number of reasons um, and very pleased to make his appearance uh, in, and to be cared for by his devotees so it's very hard to overemphasize the importance of of this and significance of, of, of Radharaman and the Radharaman temple um, it happens to be um, incidentally um, one Gaudi institution in Vrindavan that um, that gave a favorable reception to the great Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur when he appeared there in an unorthodox um, appearance, so to speak, with a couple of disciples dressed like Catholic priests with black and white collars and shaved heads and tilak, which was one of his ideas of how to dress as missionaries and send them to the West uh, for, for, for preaching. Um, so he was dynamic in that uh, 
sense of cultural considerations for preaching and outreach while he was very, of course, centered deeply in the, uh, what is the Pryogen Tattva at the same time of Gaudiya Vaishnavism. I, I bring this up because many people in Vrindavan, sadhus and so forth, as they were thought to be, uh, could not accommodate the dynamism of Bhakti Siddhanta and thought him to be some type of renegade. They even stoned members of his Parakram party, but the Radha Mango Swamis, they um, uh, were more accommodating and uh, generous and so forth. So um, that said, uh, Gopabhata Goswami also contributed significantly to the Sampradaya through literary works. In fact, the most important text um, from a point of view of tattva hmm, uh, in the Gaudi Sampradaya is the work of Jiva Goswami Satsandarbha. It's six treaties, each has their own name, but collectively it, it, it's referred to as Satsandarbha. Um, and Sandarbha is like a in this case, like a, a necklace of jewels from the Bhagavatam that have been um, sewn together to present what is the uh, tattva, the siddhanta, the spiritual conclusions of Gaudiya Vaishnavism. And uh, this extraordinary work, celebrated work of Jiva Goswami, the Goswami Shi Jiva himself, in his own humility, um, attributes largely to Gopal Bhatta Goswami. So the contribution of Gopal Bhatta Goswami in terms of tattva, hmm, siddhanta, by way of sahitya or by way of, by literature, I should say, um, is significant. Jiva Goswami in each of the Sandarbhas at the onset of them, of course, offers respect to Rupa Sanatan, famous in Vrindavan, in, in Mathura district as as devotees, which is, says much about them. To be a devotee in Vrindavan is one thing. To be famous as a devotee there is another. And uh, and then to Gopal Bhatta Goswami, whose notes hmm, Jiva Goswami drew upon to ultimately write Satsandarva. So he's basically saying, I'm only commenting on the notes. Actually, the hard work uh, was done by the, the by by Gopal Bhatta Goswami, who collected the information, and I simply put it together. It's probably some humility on his part, but at the same time, it, it, it shouldn't be doubted that Gopal Bhatta Goswami played a significant role in the production of Satsandarbha. So there's a very important role in terms of presenting the Gaudiya Tattva on his part. And then in terms of Bhava, he also played a significant role um, uh, through his um, literary contribution in the form of a commentary on Krishna Karnamrita. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, you know, went to South India and he brought back two books. One was the Brahma Samhita, which he said was perfect, gave the perfect Siddhanta of Gaudiya Vaishnavism, Govindamadi Purusham Tamham Bajami. Hmm. Uh, it's a book that, that Puts puts uh, in a in a broad sense uh, gives a 
helps us to understand the position of different gods and goddesses in relation to Krishna, who's the original person, hmm? the Adi Purusham, the uh, Swayam Bhagavan. Hmm? This is, of course, the most important point of Gaudiya Tattva. Hmm? Uh, Jiva Goswami calls it the, the, uh, the, the Vastu. What does he say, Vastu? Paribhasutra, the, the Paribhasutra, right, of, of, the, of, the, of the tattva, of the Bhagavatam, so kind of like the password to the entering into what it's all about. And then from the point of Bhava, he brought back another book called Krishna Karnamrita, Bhubamangal hmm? Thakur's work, where um, Radha Dasyam is showcased. It's a very, very uh, poetic esoteric book uh, of Bhakti Rasa. Hmm? And Gopal Goswami wrote a commentary on that amongst the founding acharyas, the, the only one to have done so. So this is a, these are the two books that Mahaprabhu brought back that in a broad sense represented the tattva of Gaudiya Vaishnavism and the bhava in the fullest sense, uh, highest reach of, of what could be found in his Sampradaya. So Gopal Bhakta, from a literary point of view, contributed to both of these, um, developing both of these aspects, the tattva, in terms of tattva satsandarva, and the bhava, in terms of his commentary on um, Krishna Karnamrita. So um, in terms of worship, um, in terms of uh, tattva in terms of Bob, by way of literature, he's contributed, and also uh, significantly in terms of w- when we go back to somewhat the, the deity worship, ritual, and the overall uh, uh, behavior, behavioral standards, procedures of uh, to be embraced uh, by um, members of the Sampradaya. Uh, so the book Hari Bhakti Vilas, which was written by Sanatana Goswami, is uh, Gopalbhata Goswami had very much to do with um, himself, and um, he must have collected many, many of the verses that uh, Sanatana Goswami cites in um, Hari Bhakti Vilas to support his points. Where this is a book that's kind of Gaudi Vaishnava how to marry, you know, maybe how to, what is the nature, how to give diksha, initiation, um, various mantras are found there, and all types of procedures and, and whatnot. Um, so uh, f- from that side, he's also contributed significantly. Um, we find that the Goswamis in their books have contributed, Jiva Goswami in terms of tattva, principally, Sanatana Goswami in terms of sambandha, uh, Rupa Goswami in terms of Abhideya, Raghunadasa, Aprayojan. And when in one sense, as we're saying, Gopapata contributed to all of these uh, together as his deity, Radharaman represents, fully represents all three aspects of Samanda, Abhideya, Prayojan. So these are a few few words, a few thoughts come to mind about Gopapata Goswami. Shri Gopapata Goswami Ki Jai. Gopabhata Goswami Avibhav Mahamutsavatiti Gijai. So that I'll conclude. Are there any questions, comments that arise from our discussion? 
this is the time to share them. If you have a question, you can just unmute. There was a question in Spanish in the chat earlier. Uh, well, Maharaj, uh, I will take the opportunity to ask you a question, if I may. I see Anantha Govinda has um, posted a link to a picture of Radharaman, and he says, and you can see actually see his teeth. So everyone should <laughs> take the opportunity to click on that, that link and um, have the darshan to that photo close-up of Radharaman. Okay, well, um, I'm glad to have met with you all briefly here today on an auspicious day and hope to be with you again. Well, uh, someone's asking a question. Yeah, could you hear Could you hear that, Gurudev? Someone wanted to ask a question. Did you hear them ask? No, I didn't hear any question. Okay, That's, wait, I could um, hear it. Can, I, I, wait, I think can... you can hear me now, Maharaj. Yes, I can. Yeah, I wasn't on the English language channel. Um, maybe this is a very base question, and I, I understand these meetings to be like meetings of esoteric uh, Vaishnava discussions. But uh, all these wonderful stories of, uh, you know, me medieval Bengal and all the spiritual life which was going on there, um, I'm simply curious as to how much uh, we know of the Gaudiya Vaishnavas in, in literature that is perhaps written from uh, outside of the Gaudiya tra tradition. If, if these Goswamis and of course Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is written about but by others, contemporaries. Uh, rather than by Gaudiya Vaishnavas themselves writing yes. about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Well, that's an interesting question and there is um, Um, during the time of the Bhadralok, the Hindu um, middle class uh, of Calcutta, of Bengal, really, that um, was interacting with the British who made their capital in India, in, in, in Calcutta, and um, by interacting with the British, British ideas, Western ideas, Western philosophers, and so forth. And um, they were in, in the midst of an identity kind of a crisis. Um, who are we? What, what we believed? How much does it hold uh, in, in relation to other thoughts that we weren't aware of? Um, there's a whole Christian religion didn't know about. Now they're, they're saying it's the only religion. So they had to reason about their uh, faith. And um, it was an interesting period that Bhaktivinoda Thakur, of course, was a prominent player within. And, and the one amongst them, most significant one amongst them, who came out with a, with a, um, 
very strong uh, position on Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Gaudi Vaishnavism and its contribution, um, despite the fact that Gaudi Vaishnavism itself or adherence to, to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu uh, or uh, uh, acceptance of Mahaprabhu, which was um, something that many people did and many groups formed around, many of which were not necessarily what we would call orthodox Gaudi Vaishnav uh, positions, but they nonetheless identified with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and his dispensation in, in, in one way or another. Uh, that was quite, uh, uh, you know, widespread given his 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 influence. Bhaktivinoda was involved in kind of trying to sort out what what he considered was more the Brahminical perspective that the Goswamis wrote about and uh, on Chaitanya Mahaprabhu that has come to be the orthodox Gaudiya Vaishnava um, position in the world. Um, so during that period, um, not only were there persons like Bhaktivinoda, who from a religious and spiritual perspective were involved in um, re-examining the teachings of, of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu um, and distinguishing them from things that didn't really represent um, what, let's say, the Goswamis or Krishna's Kaviraj's perspective on Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was. Besides them, Bhakti Vinod and others, there were other people, secular people, who were also involved, this is what your question is about, in, in striving to form a national identity hmm? um, in this time of identity crisis, here we are, we're Bengalis within India. And then there's the British here. There's this whole other world outside. And, and they're saying it's like this. We say it's like that. Other people in India say, it's like, who are we? So the Bengalis were faced with a real kind of identity crisis. And so from a secular point of view, from a religious point of view, persons like Bhakti Vinod centered on Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hmm? This is our culture. This is who we are. Hmm? How can we move away from this hmm? when he wore dhoti hmm? like us? Hmm? When he ate rice and uh, like 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 we did, and at least he's a he, he he this is God. He's he came as one of us. And how can we move away from? Him? We should move towards him. And this should be representative of who we are as Bengalis. What is our culture and so forth? So this is being done from a religious point of view when people were moving away from their culture and maybe uh, being overly influenced by modernity and the Western perspective and so forth. But there were secular people also from a secular perspective hmm, who were seeking to um, uh, posit the idea that Bengal had its own identity and it was rich and so from looking at the language, um, they uncovered texts, some of them uh, during the Vaishnav uh, kind of prominent period and so forth. And, um, 
and, and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and things uh, about him and so forth. And they celebrated those things uh, as being evidence that Bengal had a rich, historically speaking, rich culture of its own. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was just such a fine example of that. So they, 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 they identified with that and they, they, they developed that in, in a way of, again, even just from a secular point of view, saying we Bengalis are, our, we are our own self, we're our own entity here. We should be proud of it. And who could we be? Who could be a better example of, 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 of what it means to be a distinguished, cultured, significant uh, Bengali than Chaitanya? So he became a national. He was like a, thought of a, by them as an, those reformers as a national hero, just from a secular uh, point of view, regardless. Of, <laughs> Of his, you know, the, the teachings that surround his advent and the whole religious perspective, and so forth. So I guess my answer is yes. That there, are, now, what was written, what the those texts were, and so forth that they uh, celebrated, and you know, they would have extended to some earlier texts in Bengal, you know, of Chandidas and uh, uh, who wrote. Uh, poetically about Radha and Krishna Lila, just looking at it from a poetic uh, point of view. Hmm? Or then you go to the works of Kalidas and so forth, Megadut uh, and what They looked at these things, which were uh, some of which were prior to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, but nonetheless Chaitanya Mahaprabhu um, leaned upon hmm? and drew from, you know, to uh, bring out um, his conception that was then uh, turned into a systematic, systematic approach to entering into all that those literatures um, implied the possibility of, of uh, rasa and transcendence and so forth. So, so yeah, I mean there were uh, there were secular people also championing 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 the uh, contribution of. Of, of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as a social reformer um, uh, and as part of a great literary uh, history of, uh, of, 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 of Bengal. Mm -hmm. Hope that answers your question. Yes, thank you for the answer. Okay, anything else? All right, well, it took us a little over time anyway, so I think you're all satisfied, I hope, with the talk and can think about it further. We hopefully can meet again next week. Thank you. Jai, thank you for this really sweet class. It's really nice. Thank right. you. Okay, all right, Paul. Thank you for that picture, Arad.